I am with Cat White, Lisa Nason, two performers from the production of Photographic Evidence that will be running at the Zoetic 526 Concession Street during Hamilton Fringe this year. And with us as well is the play's director, Simon Malbogat. Photographic Evidence focuses on the life of Canada's Geraldine Moody, her pioneering work as one of the first women to be a professional photographer in Canada, Canadian colonialism, Canada's First Nations, and the work on truth and reconciliation that continues today. Hello and thank you for being here. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. You just finished tech rehearsal literally an hour ago, so how are you feeling after all this? <laughs> it went very well. We were prepared and uh, we're feeling very, very confident and we are prepared. So you're ready for the Hamilton Fringe kickoff, which is uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, July 18th? Yes. yes. For us, it's on Friday, though. We for don't you? start till Friday. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually get a couple days to relax. You can just enjoy the kickoff. No, no, no relaxing <laughs> yeah, at all. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, um, Cat White, Lisa Nason, who are you two and who are your characters? Ooh. 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 Well, I'm Cat White. Um... <laughs> And then I play Geraldine Moody in Photographic Evidence. Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm Lisa Nason, and I play Camera in Photographic Evidence. For each of you, why did this story need to be told? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think it's very important for an audience today to see what it was like for women uh, back in that time. Uh, they, uh, women were to be in the house and to be with the children and to be married and be within the home. Uh, but Geraldine has a different vision for herself and the women who came before her and her family uh, felt uh, thrive to be independent. So she kind of took that on from her family and she just wanted to be an artist and wanted to be a photographer. And so I think just that alone is an important message for people to understand and see the differences between that generation and this one. Mm-hmm. Which really is, in the span of history and time, is not that long ago. Yeah, it's no, not too long ago. Not, yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's what drew me to it as like both a person and an actor. I find, just as like a theater goer, I always try to find something that really encourages my passion and my creativity. And this story just really, I felt really drawn to it. I think anyone can relate to someone who is passionate about what they want to do with their lives and seeing someone who's really willing to give up like her social status and so much of her life just to support her dream like I think that's so moving and I really wanted to throw myself into it and so I think anyone can really see that and relate it back to their life and really use it to draw their own passion. And uh, she comes from um, a long line of matriarchal women. Susanna Moody and then her um, aunt, Catherine Parr Trail, and then her mother became an illustrator. So she came, Geraldine Moody, came from a long line of strong women. And so what we want to do is really look at what does it take to be a strong woman and uh, do what you need to do in order to fulfill your soul's desire. Do you think she was less aware of the pushback she might uh, feel from society at that oh, time? Uh, well, I think she was out in the prairies where her family wasn't there. So there was a lot of, um, I would say, pressure uh, to stay, to do. I mean, just think about a woman who had six children in 10 years and is deciding to leave 
her husband. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of guts during that time uh, to do something like that. And she does really look at what she wants, not only as a human being, but also as an artist. Lisa, uh, photographic evidence is also about, among other things, the, uh, the distinction between cultural appropriation and appreciation. You are of a First Nation yourself. What is it that you felt needed to be brought up and brought out by this story? I feel that uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to discover that uh, Geraldine specifically wanted to take photos of the Indigenous people at the time. And uh, the question that we struggle with within the show is, um, is this cultural appropriation or, you know, is it, is it just to uh, show the beauty of these people? Uh, for me, I think it's it's important that we uh, display Indigenous people um, in the perspective of this time where colonialism was taking place and it was an issue. But uh, within this play, I feel like we touch on that slightly, but it's uh, mostly about um, ownership of identity. In the production, in um, in this version of Geraldine, uh, what do you think her perspective is? Uh, generally, in the beginning of any person who begins their artistic career, that is the drive. That is the emotional drive that they take. So she just wants to take pictures. That is the main priority. And then whatever came in uh, into her vision uh, later on, that's, I don't know. I can't, I don't want to say too much. It's kind of like, it's your interpretation, but yeah, just for any artist in general, what they want to do first and foremost is just do what they love and execute their artistry. Yeah, and just to jump onto that, I feel, um, I feel like there was almost a sense of naivete coming from Geraldine. I think cultural appropriation is, it's hard because I think she came from a place that was of, um, she just wanted to see the beauty of these people and capture it in her photography. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I think the uh, the cultural appropriation that may have came from that is coming from a almost a, na- a lack of knowledge of what those people she was taking photos of believed in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the whole idea of um, a photographer and who owns the photographs becomes the question, just like who owns the country, when we start to look at ownership and the colonial question. So the whole idea of what settlers came, and they came to what they thought was an empty country, and they advertised it as such. So uh, the whole idea of having camera, the person that Lisa plays, is to look at the past through present eyes and make comments. So how much of history has been altered simply for the narrative of the play? Like, uh, were, were there any parts of the play where things had to be skewed in order to, uh, in order to get closer to the point? There are. Uh, what Rex and I did was we did a lot of research. We uh, read lots of books. We read some of the journals that uh, J.D. Moody had. We read some of uh, Geraldine Moody's journals and took all of that 
and started to see how we could create the story from those journals. So the research was that. Then we started to look a little bit more on the colonial issue, read books about that. We have all of the fo photographs that Geraldine did in a book. And we started to really play with, okay, what can happen here? And as you read more and more about the story, we start to see how uh, the relationship between Geraldine, who, yes, she's a bit naive when it comes to looking as to the idea of appropriation, because in her time, appropriation wasn't a question. What do you mean? So uh, looking back on it is what we're doing and playing with. As to changing some of the stuff, I think some of it we have to fictionalize in terms of just imagining what happened between the two. Mm -hmm. In other words, J.D. and uh, his wife, Geraldine, uh, there's no record of what happened in terms of their actual dialogue. So we imagine the dialogue. And that's what we've done throughout. But most of the play follows a structure that is their life. We knew what we were looking at was uh, a play about uh, a, w a woman taking responsibility and her rights. We knew the play was about colonialism and the way that uh, settlers viewed Canada in the beginning. So uh, imagine uh, they sent postcards and said, uh, come to settle the empty land. Well, empty? And that's the question that we have. Constantly, camera is say, responding to what is being stated. Mm -hmm. um, the conflict between J.D., who becomes a Northwest Mounted Police, and his idea of who those people are, those people, and what Geraldine sees. She sees something totally different. And he sees things as pagan, and she sees them as true Christian. So there's always the dynamic of... Uh, viewpoint and in relationship. So it might destroy a relationship if you uh, have these two viewpoints. Hmm. Kat, yes. as Geraldine Moody, again, this is a historical figure as well as a character. Mm -hmm. Mentally and emotionally, how do you go about embodying her and did it feel different from portraying an original creation? Um, It definitely feels different in the sense that there's much more work that needs to be put behind. Um, there's always work that you need to do when you hop on a project. Um, but if you're doing something that's so set in history and is an actual person, there's a lot of research that needs to be done beforehand. Um, as an actor, I find it's always best to do the research and then get into the room and just kind of let it go and understand that, like, yes, this is a play that's set in a specific time period and it's a play about an actual person and the play focuses itself or at least when I'm focusing on the scenes I'm not focusing on like okay so this is this happened in this year and this is what was going on this year and this was what was happening like like you know what I mean little details I focus on the relationship that's being held in this play right now and so for me I find this is a play yes that is centered in history but I need to focus more on the relationships that I'm maintaining throughout the show in order to build a character arc. 
So I do the research and then let it go and then just try to bring a person to life. And it is, again, my portrayal of Ger Geraldine, right? Like there isn't videos that I can look back on and then mimic her. It's not, as an actor, I wouldn't want to do that anyways. Like I want to have my own portrayal of a person. So I do try to fill her more with who I am and myself as I would with an original character. Um, so to answer your question, I guess there are, it's very similar from starting from the ground up with a very like, uh, with a historical character versus just a character being made up of thin air, but there's just more research that has to go into it. How has creating this version of her affected you personally? How has she now been incorporated into your life? I find a lot more questioning, I think, in my life. I think she's someone who's very much so in her head, analyzing a lot and thinking like, okay, so if this, if on a regular day this happens, well, how can this affect me and how does this affect my art? And if it affects my art this way, then what am I going to do tomorrow and how is that going to change who I am as an artist? And I find I tend to internalize more than I used to now and really examine um, a lot more. And I feel like my eyes a little bit more open if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so, Lisa, um, for the character of Camera, who is the narrator, aside as, aside from the role, you, you, you Simon has pointed out that Camera comments on the play. You, you are doing more than just guiding the audience from one scene to a next. What is Camera's role in the production then. Right. I think camera is also a, a, a representation of the people that uh, Geraldine took photos of. I think um, she definitely is a is a modern voice for uh, the time frame that the play is set in. So I think uh, the audience can have fun with that and play and play with her. Um, and just the fact that she goes in and out of characters and and she's not always fully herself, but she is, but she's also uh, she's just playing the game of time and space. That's what that's what she's doing. She's a uh, she's a voice, and she uh, helps the audience to see things that they didn't catch just by watching um, like a conversation between Geraldine and JD. And because uh, we don't normally think of some of the side comments that camera does make, uh, because we're too focused on on one thing at the, at at a certain time. But it's nice to hear camera's intake on what's going on. What is camera's mind like? You say she is uh, going in and out of different characters. She is outside of, of time and space uh, in many ways. And uh, in some of the information I've seen about the show already, she is described as mischievous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, she is definitely, she is a human. She has human-like quality. She isn't necessarily a a certain person but she definitely is a voice and a feeling um, that plays throughout time and space that plays with uh, what is going on on stage that plays with history and in the modern time that is now uh, so she definitely um, is just giving her opinion on things and she and she is a strong opinion and she wants she wants that to be known and wants and wants that to be um, a significant uh, voice within the show uh, because um, because if we are speaking about indigenous people um, considering uh, the time frame that we're speaking 
um, from, I think it's important that we get to have our voice and put a little little sass in there, whatever it is, right? Just it, it, It's playful. It's nothing that you walk away from and you feel um, guilty or um, discouraged, anything like that. It's all, it's all very light, and uh, it's fun to see camera take on so many personalities as well. So uh, She is the evidence. Yeah, yeah, the evidence. Right. So the evidence of what has happened in the past and what is looked at right now. So uh, when we say the past infiltrating the present, we want people to look at it from that perspective. And that's what camera does. Now, Kat, you and uh, Louis, or is it Louis? Louis. It is Louis. Oh, I should have said Louis. Louis. We will now call him Louis for the uh, remainder of the interview. Well, from here Louis. on out. Uh, <laughs> Kat, you and uh, Louis Adams, who plays Geraldine's husband, John Douglas Moody, then had to engage the audience's minds in your world as well. When, when they return to the grounded historical fiction uh they had to lock back in to you and your performances how did you keep them invested in your perspective of reality i think it's just being invested yourself in the story and your actions and what you're saying yeah i think if you try to like if you just kind of I'm not allowed to swear, am I? <laughs> you can swear a little. We, we're an indie station, you know? You can get away with a lot. Go for it. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. I'll, I'll bleep okay. it if I have to, or not. The <laughs> station manager can yell at me. Um, oh, my gosh. It's a little teeny one. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think if you just, like, half-ass in a performance, then the audience is You, you can't say half-ass on this. You can't. Ew, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think if you just kind of, like, eh, like kind of, like, teeter around, like, whatever, the audience isn't going to buy it. You know what I mean? They're just going to be like, oh, well, where's camera? Like, can camera come back? I look, This is boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you really have to throw yourself into it in order to really bring the audience back into it with you. And what you've said already is how much Geraldine Moody's uh, journey is something that still can, still will resonate with audiences. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Simon, when people are watching the story of Geraldine Moody, are they going to be thinking in terms of I am seeing this through a portal. Camera has shown me this window into the past. Or through your direction, did you make it more as if the audience themselves are stepping uh, into various worlds? They're stepping into Camera's world. They're stepping into Geraldine Moody's. That's it. You, you got it. They're stepping into various worlds so that uh, the audience is constantly looking as to, oh, okay, this storyline now has taken over. And what we try to do is really make sure that not just the physical space is being utilized, but what's happening emotionally. And the audience is going to track what's happening emotionally with all the characters, even camera. How did you make use of the zoetic as a, as a part of the medium? The beauty uh, of the zoetic is that it has this the projector, and you will be able to see these amazing photographs that Geraldine took. They're part of the show. So that you, even, Geraldine even refers to them. So what we've tried to do is not just uh, the emotional content here, but as well looking as to when someone sees a photograph, what's your reaction? And 
seeing those photographs up on the Zoetex projector is going to be, or uh, screen is going to be fantastic. And how do you incorporate them into the uh, into the story? Well, Rex and I did that. Mm -hmm. What we did was, um, when we started the storyline, we started to also look as to which photograph could be utilized here. Oh, this is amazing because here's Fullerton Harbor, and there's a photograph of the ship that um, JD talks about, frozen in the Arctic. And so we try to connect those photos to what is being stated in the story. We have talked a lot about the, the serious details of this production. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Let us uh, take a step back. I want to ask, what is it that each of you loves about theater, about a stage production itself? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. We have a lot of fun. Uh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never been asked that question. Yeah, before. it's that's, that's interesting. It is uh, because yeah, it is a different medium. It, 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 it oh, is. definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think there's just something really, um, I guess, like pure about it. You know what I mean? There's something about being like in a space and a time with a room full of people and just like as an audience member, as an actor, just being part of one thing together for like however long totally. that show is, and then you you leave and you. You can take it, and it's it's also just kind of amazing that you can sit in a theater with, like, 300 different people, and you and everyone else in that theater could have gotten something completely different from the experience, but it mm. was the exact same thing. You know what I mean? It's just there's something so special about it, and the energy that's shared between a live audience and a, a performer, it's, it's addicting. Like, you can't really get it anywhere else. Yeah. I've Very heard true. it described as uh, the... Structure is our body. The audience is the heart. And that's what I love about theater. Because we, we can work away, do everything, but when the audience comes, that gives us the beat. Mm -hmm. And that's the heartbeat of theater, mm -hmm. is just connecting with your audience. For me, I just enjoy people who uh, uh, can tell stories really well. Uh, it's it's entertaining and it's uh, it's fun to watch and it's fun to kind of go into a theater and see the outdoors being brought inside. And um, I also enjoy really seeing people work hard at uh, uh, discovering truth and, and letting other people be aware of that through a script that they have, you know, just using themselves and their own artistry and their collaboration and their creation. And um, it's very important because... Uh, seeing uh, truth uh, live right in front of you that isn't necessarily real, it's, it's like, that's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the production is for all ages, but uh, as we've already addressed, photographic evidence deals with um, some complex, serious subject matter. Kids can understand a lot more than most people give them credit yeah. for. Yes. Uh, what do you hope the younger members of the audience take away from the show? I think that you're, uh, oh, okay, this popped in my head, I'm just going to say that anyways. Go for it. I feel like just like that, your actions have consequences, and I think the actions that each character take, like, they have a consequence, and sometimes even if you're just following your passion, you're not always fully aware of how that may affect other people. So, like, especially with the younger generation, how now, like, 
cell phones are on everyone you know what I mean it's like you need to be constantly aware about how you present yourself and like what you are putting out to the world Mm -hmm. and how that could affect other people I think that's especially a younger audience that's something that they could absolutely take away especially with camera I think you reflect on that really really well and Mm -hmm. I hope that they they'll remember that reflection and use it (laughs) so the whole idea of taking photos and who who owns them who owns these photos you know, we go around and take lots of selfies, et cetera. So what we're looking at is um, trying to get the whole idea of a young person just to question, just to question a little bit about, oh, well, okay, what am I doing? And uh, the objective here is to make sure that they can look at it, analyze it, without feeling any guilt or accusation. And that's the beauty of theater. You're seeing it through someone else's eyes, and you can start to take it in, react intellectually or uh, mentally, and then emotionally. Mm-hmm. Final remarks uh, from each one of you. Uh, anything that you have been holding in for this whole interview, anything you feel needs to be said, oh go for it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you just want to Come and see the show. Yes, yes come and see the show. Please. Break a leg tomorrow. Is break a leg what I am supposed to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Married. Married for, yes, especially, yes. Break a leg and married, which we we can say it on air. We can say married. This is fine. (gasps) Yes. Uh, And thank you for bringing photographic evidence to Hamilton Fringe. Photographic evidence will be at the Zoetic 526 Concession Street in Hamilton, Ontario. It is written by Rex Deverell. It is an R.J. Deverell production developed in association with Mixed Company Theatre. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank Thank you. Thank you.